They're trying to get to heaven. And uh, so we have a blueprint to go by. Thank God for the good word of God. And so many reasons why that we're in the house of God. And, and, and you know, we have to just be honest with ourselves. First and foremost, we're here because we want to be saved. How I many of you want to be saved? And that, you know, that's why we are here today. But the house of God uh, is even more than that because uh, we're here also to find out how we can live better in this present world. Is that right? Amen. Now, I know if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we'd be of all men most miserable. We understand that. But I also know one thing, that the church, the best thing that ever happened to any of you is when you walked into a one God, Jesus' name, Holy Ghost, Apostolic Church. It'll help you down here. Help you make the right decision. Just, you're just so much better off now than you were before you come to God. I believe that. The, the Holy Ghost has done so very, very much for us. And it's such a privilege to be uh, here in uh, Greeley, in the church family. The is so nice, and we're just enjoying ourselves so much. And uh, we kid you a lot about the, the heat. We just used to it. It is hot. It's a little warm in here today. But, uh, that's all right. Winter time's coming. Anyway, we always talk about the weather down home. If you, know, if you don't watch one day, don't worry. If we get up the next. Amen. So uh, it's good this morning to be here and just to feel the rich blessings of the Lord. So without further ado, I would like to go right into our uh, lesson for today. I have just a lot of notes here, and of course, uh, I will do my best. Of course, I will uh, condense this this morning, because I've got a great favorite subject. When you start talking about holiness and standards, you're covering a lot of ground. And I'm presently teaching uh, on this at home, and I've been on this, I think, for eight weeks and about halfway through. So I would like to give you some highlights today. And help us with the Word of God. Thank God, amen, for the church. Everybody say, thank God for my pastor. Amen. Thank God for brother to be a real preacher. You know that already. And then I want to say this in the beginning also, that a preacher and his wife does not build a church by themselves. It takes good people to help this good man of God. Years ago, I had a young preacher. We were young too. And uh, he started, he went out a few miles to meet him. And I don't know if his name. And uh, he got up in his, one of his very, very first uh, statements that he made. He said, bless God, I will have a church here with or without you. And that wasn't a wise statement to make. Because you don't have a church without good saints. Everybody say, thank God for saints. Say it again. Thank God for saints. Praise God. And so we're all in this thing together. Is that right? Amen. Now, I might have known what he meant because there are some folks that won't live for God. But let's get into this thing together and work together. 
to the kingdom. Praise God. And so today, I want to talk to you uh, along these lines. Of course, we've been talking about forces that, that win. And if you want to be a winner, you have to have what I'm going to talk to you about uh, today. And uh, we're going to talk to you about standards and why we have standards. And I'm going to be mentioning here this morning ten reasons why standards are so very important. I uh, will begin this morning by reading Romans 12, 1 and 2. Romans 12, 1 and 2. And if you miss uh, any of these notes today, no problem. After services over, Brother Purdue has uh, I've made spelled made a copy of my notes. I didn't know that. I had all my notes for today's lesson laid out there on the desk. And while I was gone this morning, she went down and had copies of them run off. We're not going to give them to you now. But after service, if you would like these, well, you can take them uh, home with you. Everybody say, praise the Lord. I beseech you. That's a strong word. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that he present your bodies a living sacrifice. Everybody say that next word. Holy. Say it again. Holy. Acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Hallelujah. And then Hebrews 2 and 1. I quoted this the other night. It says, Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. I promise you, you're not going to hear anything new today, but you're going to hear the same old-fashioned, one God, apostolic message that's brought us where we at today. It was good for our fathers. It's good enough for us. Is that right? Amen. We ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard lest at any time we should let them slip. The writer in another place said, For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them because it was not mixed with faith by them that heard it. That's so sad that a man would spend his life and uh, given his life in preaching and teaching and to some folks the Word of God does not profit them. I want the Word of God to be profitable unto me. Praise God. And Brother Purdue, if you will get me in just a few moments, Colossians, the third chapter, 1 through 5, I'll ask you to read. But uh, as a way of introduction, let me just mention to you today, as apostolics, I know the name of our church is Life Tabernacle, I think yours out here is Faith Tabernacle, but we are apostolics. But by term, we mean that we believe in the Apostles' Doctrine. How many believe in the Apostles' Doctrine? As apostolics, then, we are a part of what is called the Holiness Movement. Everybody say the Holiness Movement. Holiness Movement. We don't want to get away from that. That's what we have been called. And through the years, we have been branded as the Holiness Movement. And I'm not ashamed of that. 
I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. So don't ever hang your head and feel sorry for yourself because you belong to the holiness movement. Praise God. And so this term goes a long ways back. Not only the turn of the century, but thank God, in biblical days, God's people, amen, were called a holiness people, a holiness group. And so at the turn of the century then, when God again began to wonderfully, on a large scale, pour out the gift of the Holy Ghost, amen, men left their different denominations and joined up, and if we were labeled, Holiness people are sometimes holy rollers. Anybody ever hear that term used? Holy, holy rollers? Amen. Nothing wrong with that. Praise God. Amen. But let me tell you the sad thing. In some circles, it is no longer popular to be called holiness. There are men have crept in, some of them unawares and some of them not. Amen. Who do not believe the traditions that was set by our elders. Somebody said, is it important? You better believe, Paul said, you better hold the traditions. Amen. Hey, listen, just in the beginning, let me tell you, the church has always been right. I said the church has always been right. Long, long, long before the Surgeon General ever put on a pack of cigarettes that this is dangerous to your health. When I was a little kid 60 years ago, the old-time preacher man was stomping and saying it was a sin to smoke. He didn't get that from the Surgeon General. He got it from the Holy Ghost. Church has always been ahead of the world. And a long time ago, before there was a TV or video or any other thing, the old preacher man was walking up and down the aisle saying, hey, you got to stay out of Hollywood. you got to stay out of the movies. That these things are dangerous to you. And so, let me tell you, Amen. Even here, I was surprised, a little surprised the other day, uh, in our Sunday paper on a Sunday morning, uh, the advocate sent out someone to interview several people in the city, very prominent people, and the article was on television, and would you know that they came back and they began to list people in the city, very influential people. Here's a man, Dr. Morris, who doesn't have the Holy Ghost like we have it. He's a Baptist preacher, a, a writer. He wrote books galore on uh, on history. And come to find out, Gilbert Morris says that he has got rid of his television and wouldn't have one. And, and listen, uh, here's Cal Thomas. You may read his article. He's one of the greatest writers in America. He's a conservative. Uh, his article appears in hundreds of newspapers. Very, very prominent man. And uh, I don't have his article right here, but the other day, amen, he wrote a little article and, uh, about television, and he said, if it wouldn't be for my profession, there is no way under sun that I would have one in my home. He said, it is the most nauseating form of one-way communication. And he went ahead and listed statistics. And uh, he said, I am going to divorce it. Now, these are not apostolic. These people in the world, the reason I'm saying this, I just want to tell you the church is right. It's always been right. Come on, anybody glad for the church? Things that we preached against 50 years ago, amen, even the world out there knowing now that we was right all the time. 
Praise God. So don't be ashamed that you are part of a holiness movement. But modern trends and worldliness have made inroads into the present-day Pentecostal fellowship. There are those who no longer believe that the message of wholeness is significant. They contend that wholeness causes uh, division and it causes confusion. I will not buy that. Praise God. God has always commanded His people to be holy. Let me say this. Wholeness is not optional. If we cease to emphasize and pursue the wholeness of God for our life, all else will come to naught. I want to tell you what. This church is built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Jesus Christ Himself being the chief cornerstone. Everybody said praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Read Colossians 3. Amen, Brother Purdue, if you have that this morning. Hallelujah. It's so good to feel the Holy Ghost here today. Amen. Or read this morning. Hallelujah. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Hallelujah. Where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Hallelujah. Set your affections on things above, not on things on earth. Yes. For ye are dead, and your oh, life Lord. is hid with Christ in God. You are dead. I'm, I want to tell you what, friend. There's some dying out if you want to live. Let me tell everybody here today, you're either living to die or you're dying to live. Amen. You just as well make up your mind early in your Christian walk with God that there is some things that you have to give up in order to be an apostolic Christian. Amen. But everything that's good and clean and right you can keep and still live for God. The devil will lie to you and make you believe that if you live a holy life, that you've got to bury yourself alive. That's a lie. The happiest people in the world are people that do know their God. Hey, it's fun being saved. What's wrong with this kind of living? Amen. I'm telling you, there's nothing wrong with this kind of living. But you have to die. You have to die out to self and die out to the world. Amen. He says, read that again, ye are what, dead? For ye are dead. For ye are dead. And your life. Amen. Is you hid with Christ. You are dead. And your life is hid with Christ in God. Mm. Let me tell you what. Not only did you die one time when you come to an altar of penance, but I've got news for you. Every last one of us here today, we need a great high priest. I mean, we need someone we can take our problems to. And how often am I going to die? Paul says, I do it daily. I die daily. Listen, there's nothing wrong in coming back to this altar. Amen. Now notice, and there's nothing wrong with that, Brother Purdue. Amen. After service, of course, as the church grows, he's going to play himself out. Amen. He's, you know, going out. He's been laying hands with everybody and pray for him. How many of you like that? But don't expect him to do that in every service. You'll kill him. <laughs> Amen. Man only has so much strength. Somewhere down the road, and very soon, you're going to have to learn how to get this for yourself. Nobody say amen. amen. So if you're not careful, then you'll be, through the years, you'll be waiting and say, well, amen, I can't make it unless Brother Purdue comes out here and, amen, hallelujah, messes up my hair and, amen, gives me that little blessing, amen. Don't expect that all, nothing wrong with that, praise God. I wish I could do that if the church grows, you know. You're not going to be able to do that. Sometimes you got to get it for yourself. Come on, sometimes you gotta get it for yourself. 
I said, sometimes you got to get it for yourself. And make up your mind. Thank God. I'm going to get in this off and pray and seek the face of God. Hallelujah. I am going to die daily. Amen. I believe that. The Bible says this, my little children, these things write I unto you that you sin not. It's not the will of God for you to sin. He that committeth sin is of the devil. That word commit means to practice. But on the other hand, that same chapter says, My little children, these things write I unto you that you sin not. How many know that's in the book? But if any man sins, hallelujah, that's not the end of you. Now, don't, don't think that I'm compromising here today. I'm just telling you, I know where I'm going. There's too many folks, amen, they stay beat down the first time they do something wrong, amen, they think that they're through with the church and the church is through with them. That's not true, friends. You're a babe in Christ. Amen. You, you gotta, I'm just gonna take my time. I'll probably never get the first reason why we have standards. <laughs> I started teaching this in my church eight weeks ago, and it was six weeks before I got on the first one. One, one old fellow said, look, I'm about ready for you to get to where you're going. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. But, uh, let me just be honest with you today and just tell you, amen, that there are times when you've got to go back to the altar. Amen. And don't you ever get to the place where you say, well, I just wonder what so-and-so will think. You forget about so-and-so. You in this thing trying to get to heaven. Hey, I must be saved. If I got to go back to the altar 300 times a year, it's going to be worth it. My, my little children, these things right unto you that ye sin not. But if you sin, you know, if some kind of way the flesh, you give into it one day, God forbid that you would. But if you do, that's what he said. Doesn't mean, you know, I'm sure that little car I got out there has got a little donut tire in it. Amen. And it's put there. I hope I never have to use it. That's on this trip. In fact, I won't use it. i got an 800 number I'll call and come, come change it. Hallelujah. But, you know, just because it's out there, I don't go down the road and let the air out of the time. Say, well, God, I'll just get out here now and use this little donut. It's put there in case of an emergency. If I have to have it, you don't use it all the time. Been driving cars for years. I've only used mine one time. That was one time too many. <laughs> but I'm glad it was there. And you better thank your God. I want to tell you what, if God would mark iniquity, how many of us would be here today? Somebody said, everything everybody knows about me right across the sky. Don't make that foolish statement. There's something just between you and your God. How many glad your sins are under the blood? <laughs> anybody glad your sins are under the blood? Come on, anybody glad your sins are under the blood today? So, my little children! These things write I unto you that you sin not. Amen. I don't believe in this sinning every day. There's some folks you've got to pray through every Sunday night. Amen. I don't believe in that. Amen. You can die daily and I don't care how many times you pray through, but I want to tell you what. You can't leave this place to practice sin. I said you can't leave this place to practice Because this is a holy church. I said this is a holy church. I said this is a holy church. Come on. This is a holy church. But, thank God, if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ.
the righteous should be is the big word there, propitiation. Propitiation. Hallelujah. Hard for French people to say that. For our sins. <laughs> and not for our sins, but for the sins of the whole world. Oh, thank God. How many glad that you have somebody that you can go to? Our great high priest. Seeing then that we have a great high priest. Jesus Christ. Amen. Who is passed into the heavens. Let us hold fast our profession. And let us come boldly unto the throne of grace. That we may find grace to help in a time of need. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I feel like preaching and I feel like teaching. Hallelujah. I don't know the difference, praise God. I don't understand teaching. You have to slow down. But, you know, if it's true that I live in a hurry, well, it's hard to do that. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord. I'm still glad to be here today. Oh, Lord. Didn't think I'd make it. I made a mistake of going to the mountains yesterday with Brother Purdue. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Have mercy. Around those curves. Look at that goat up there. Oh, I said, look at this road. Hallelujah. Man. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I aged. Look at this gray hair. Look at this hair. Hallelujah. I aged ten years. I should have listened to my wife. <laughs> she warned me ahead of time. I don't know who warned her. She said, no, I'm not riding with Brother Purdue. Hallelujah. I said, God, God, if you'll help me get to the top. <laughs> I got to the top. I said, Brother Purdue. I said, will you let me drive? <laughs> Would you please? He put me out. He didn't even know I knew anything about mountains. Well, I was driving in mountains before he was born. He might have driving buses and everything, but I always kept my eyes on the road. I wasn't looking for mountain goats and <laughs> that stuff. I said, get back over here in this lane. Amen. You're on the wrong side of the road. Hallelujah. Whoo, I'm glad to be here. <laughs> the Lord has been good to me. <laughs> and would you please, when he, I got out of the wheels, to that man, amen, watching where we was going, he put that seat back and started nodding and went to sleep. Hallelujah. I brought him down safe. So, hallelujah. Every now and then I said, hey, am I scared you? He said, keep on going. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, praise God. I want to tell you what. There's nothing wrong with this kind of living. I said there's nothing wrong with this kind of living. Don't you make the devil make you believe that you all beat down all the time. There ain't nothing you can do. There's a lot of things you can do. Amen, amen. There's such a thing as the beauty of holiness. There's such a thing as coming to God's house and looking around and seeing God's people. Amen, man. They're people like the people of God. And there's no God like our God. Hallelujah. Where are we at? Breathe. Hallelujah. Oh, when Christ who is our life. Let me tell you what. Christ is our life. We speak His language. I said we speak His language. Let this mind be in you which was in Him. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Amen. I feel Holy Ghost. Amen. Here this morning. Praise God. When Christ who is our life. Thank you, Jesus. What do you do? Amen. For pastime. I want to tell you what. My God, we get all wrapped up, tied up, tangled up in Jesus. Hallelujah. We go to God's house and ain't nobody have fun like we have fun in the house of God. We don't bury ourselves alive. Hey, this is the church. And we speak His language. And Christ, who is our life, when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, shall appear, and shall you also appear with Him in glory. Then you shall also appear with Him in glory. Thank you, Jesus. Read on. Hallelujah. Mortify. Mortify. Therefore, I mean, your listen members. to it. This is a strong word. Mortify. 
Mortify. I mean kill. Kill. Destroy. Praise God. Destroy. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Therefore, hey, these hands want to touch things they're not supposed to touch. These eyes want to look at things they're not supposed to look at. These feet want to take you places you're not supposed to go. Say, Brother Sparrow House, and I'm going to fight this. You're going to fight this all the days of your life. Amen. You're, you're in the flesh. Amen. And you're going to fight the flesh till you get out of here. And you're not going to get out of here without the fight. I remember old Brother Catalyst telling uh, about an old sister in their church way up there in age. And she was in the nursing home up there, 80-something uh, years old. And uh, he was there visiting one day. And he said, you know, it must be good to have this consolation. You're so old. You don't have to worry about the flesh. Amen. It was Brother Dude Calvinist. And she looked at him and said, young man, let me tell you something. He said, I still have to fight every day and crucify this old flesh. Amen. I want to tell you, to the day you get out of, get out of here, you're going to be fighting the devils. But thank God, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Hey man, you can make it. You got what it takes. You got the Holy Ghost. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Praise God. Mortify. Therefore, your members Mortify which are upon therefore earth. your members which are upon the earth. Fornication. Fornication. Uncleanness. Uncleanness. Inordinate affection. Amen. Read Evil, on. conspicuous. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wheel bar. Go on. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and covetousness. Yeah. Praise God. Which is idolatry. Which is idolatry. But oh, which things sake yes. the wrath of God cometh on, on the on children, the children disobedience. of disobedience. The next verse read, hallelujah. In the which ye also walked sometime Look when what, you lived in them. <laughs> Look what you used to walk in. Oh boy, you don't dare ever get to the place to where you want to be back in Egypt. Mm-hmm. You better thank your God that you came, amen, to Canaan's land. And I want to camp here today, praise God. I want to love this place. Praise God. I have other scriptures there, but let's, for the sake of time, let me go a little bit further. Leviticus 11 and 44 says, I am the Lord your God. Ye shall therefore sanctify yourselves, and ye shall be holy, for I am holy. Listen. Isaiah 52 and 11. Depart ye, touch no unclean things. 2 Corinthians 7 and 1, having therefore these promises, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting wholeness in the fear of God. Let me just stop and tell you right now, amen, very early in this lesson, that any righteousness and any wholeness that you have, it's because of Him. Your own righteousness is as filthy rags in his sight. And don't you ever get to the place around here, some of you older ones, that you've already lined up to everything that Pastor Purdue has preached, and in comes some of these new converts. Amen. Remember, it took a little time to get you where you're at. Amen. Learn to have a little patience. This is not compromising, you understand? But learn to have a little patience sometimes with new converts. And give the man of God time, amen, to work on them. We're not all made alike. And one of the things that may be bothering this man may not be bothering this man at all. But I want to tell you what, we all have weights that we need to get rid of. And you'll have that to the day that you get out of here. 
Is that right? Somebody said, bless God, if I was pastor, I'd do this. You let the man of God, amen, seek God, seek God for wisdom, amen, and he'll know when to, when to take matters into his own hands. But most of the time, I have found this out and I learned this many, many years ago. If you have a problem, if you will be faithful and come to God's house, you will find the answer to that problem in the preaching of the Word of God. God never did intend for this man to put his collar on backwards and stand in the office door and wait for you to come in and counsel with him every night after church. Well, that didn't go over. Amen. But let me tell you again. It's not the plan of God for this man to put his collar on backwards. Amen. And wait for some of you every night to come with him with your problems. It's a sure sign you wasn't hearing him when he was preaching. getting quiet around here. Amen. It's, it's true anyhow. Now, I know there are times that you have to have counseling, but I want to tell you what. Amen. If you walk with God and this man comes here with the anointing of God, you're going to find the solution to your problem while he is preaching the Word of God. Amen. How many times you come to the house of God? Amen. You said, oh, this is for me. This is for me. It's supposed to be for me. God knew what you had to eat up before you got here today. Amen. Well, I could spend a long time on that, but I won't. Hallelujah. Don't want to walk down here today. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. But oh, thank God. How many love the Word of God? How many love the Word of God? Hallelujah. Amen. Listen. Having therefore these promises, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh, but spirit also. Hallelujah. Have a good spirit. How many want a good spirit? Give me a good spirit, God. Amen. Help me to love my... Listen, this is all we have. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. You know, where would I be today had I been for the Holy Ghost? I would have never... I would have never crossed paths with this man. The Holy Ghost has done wonderful things for us. It has brought us into a great big family. Hallelujah. Let me move right on. Follow peace with all men. Hebrews 12 and 14. And wholeness without which no man shall see the Lord. Who sets the standards? Before we talked about that, who sets the standards? Amen. Sometimes, if you're not careful, you'll say, well, this old brother Purdue or brother Spell, they're the ones that's trying to make it hard on me. Nobody's trying to make it hard on anyone. Let me just stop right now and tell you the way of the transgressor's heart. But I want to tell you what, his yoke is easy. I'm going to give you Bible today. His yoke is easy, and his burden is light. People that really have problems are those who are transgressing the Word of God. So the standards in this church is set by, I know you have to have a pastor, but it is set by the Word of God. For James 1 and 21 says, Lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. The standards are set in the word of God. Thank God. Amen. The standards are set by the Spirit of God. How many times that sinners have come into an apostolic church? Hallelujah. And no one's ever told them anything about jewelry or makeup 
or anything. And they just happen to walk into an apostolic church. And if you can get Holy Ghost moving in that service, you'll be surprised what the Spirit of God can do in five minutes. <laughs> Amen. I've seen them. Hallelujah. Amen. Whereas maybe just getting up and talking six months about Joseph wouldn't do a thing. Now, are we going to talk about it and keep talking about it because of the trends that's setting in? But I want to tell you, isn't it good the Spirit of God sets the standards? Come on, isn't it good that... <laughs> isn't it good when folks walk in sometimes all decked up with jewelry and all kind of things and the first thing you know, the Holy Ghost starts moving. They look around, they start, amen, taking off their jewelry and taking off their earrings and reaching down the purse and getting some Phoenix out and getting the lipstick off. Tears flowing down. Oh, that's a sight to see. Amen. All that stuff running down, mascara. I'm talking about what I know. If I say praise the Lord, it's something about, it's something about the Spirit of God, Holy Ghost! Let's let the Holy Ghost do a work, amen, in this church. Give the Holy Ghost a little time, amen, to start working on people. <laughs> Lord, I love the Lord. Lift your hands and love Him with me today. Praise God. Amen. Come on, praise Him, praise Him, praise Him with me. Thank God. Next. Who says the stand? Some of you don't believe it. But Paul said, anything I say, friend, I'm going to put the book on you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Paul said this in Second Corinthians, in 2 Thessalonians 2 and 15. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word or by our epistles. Some of the old, some of the things that the old timers preached to me when I was a little kid. Amen. It may not necessarily send my soul to hell, but they knew what was best for the church. Somebody say amen. And so let me tell you what, friend. You better thank God for some old timers that paved the way. That taught things back there to us that may not be popular today. But thank God if it was good enough for them, it's still good enough for us today. Because God's Word doesn't change. I said, God's Word doesn't change. I said, God's Word doesn't change. Amen. We're living in a changing world, but thank God the book still says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Praise God. So, the authority of the Scripture and the Spirit of God, the perfectly matched couple. Amen. Spirit and truth. God is a spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. You could have all the, let me say this. Be careful how I say it. But you could, you could get here and just preach truth and truth and truth. And have no spirit to go along with it. You're not going to accomplish very much. I mean, I've seen men who tried to build a church on just scripture. Just, just scripture. And never tried to have a move of God. It just won't work. Amen. That spirit is with a small s. And it simply means your spirit. You'll never do anything for God without some enthusiasm. God is a spirit. And they that worship Him must worship Him how? In spirit and in truth. How many glad for truth? But how many glad for the Holy Ghost to go along with it? Hey, this is the perfectly matched couple. The perfectly matched couple. Amen. You get a man of God that preaches the truth, as your pastor is doing. and stands up here and preaches the truth. And then you get happy about what he's preaching. 
and get a little enthusiasm out there. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody said, we need some auction in the pulpit. That's true, but we need a little action in the pew. Amen. While we up here with a little auction in the pulpit, let's have a little action in the pew. Come on. Woo, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And when sinners walk in, when they walk in, remember what I told you the other night, that first impressions are lasting impressions. Amen. If they walk in and you're in here all dead, dried up, Amen. Feeling like you've lost your best friends and they look around and see you, amen, frowning and see you unconcerned, amen. They're not going to want what you've got. But oh, let them walk in here. Hey, this world is weary. They're tired. People are tired of what they have out there. Amen. Amen. The devil has lied to them. And they're carrying this heavy load and they want something different. Hallelujah. And when they walk in here and they see you full of enthusiasm and exuberant and Holy Ghost and happy and get the joy of the Lord. First impressions are lasting impressions. That's why every service is important. Hallelujah. When you come to God's house. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Let's lift our hands and love Him this morning. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, hallelujah. Holy Ghost of God, do a work here today in our hearts, Lord. Amen, amen, amen. But the Word is with authority. Jesus spoke as one having authority. It means jurisdiction. It is the right to command. The Scripture is the Word of God. Paul says, Continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, which is able to make thee wise unto salvation. Praise God. <laughs> so let me start this morning, in as much as, amen, we... Hallelujah. If I say praise the Lord. Standards. Reasons why we have standards. I've got ten of them listed here. Don't anybody get nervous. Amen. We're not going to take an hour on each one. Amen. But Lord, look at this first one. First Peter 2 and 9, maybe you would like to read for me. Let me say that standards, number one, standards represent quality. For we are born into a royal family. I want you to Amen. When you come in here, you realize that you are somebody. You're not just another Joe in town. <laughs> hey, friend, you come in here, you're fixing, you're fixing to change uniforms. Amen. Now, uh, a uniform doesn't necessarily make a good soldier, but a good soldier will love his uniform. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Wade, with pride. Hey, ain't you glad to be a Christian? <laughs> ain't you glad to be a Christian? Woo-woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, friend. My God, have mercy. Praise God. There's something about this you ought to realize. Hey, my God, is it really me? I mean, am I here? Am I here today trying to change uniforms? That's what you're doing. You wore the uniform of the world too long. 
Now you need to wear the uniform of the informed. Praise God. I said you need to wear the uniform of the informed. And it doesn't happen overnight. It takes weeks and months and years of God working on us to make something beautiful out of us. It doesn't happen overnight. If you're going to build a shack, you don't have to have no blueprints. You don't have to have no architect. You don't have to worry about the foundation. You don't have to worry about the choice of materials. We're just out here building the shack. But I want to tell you what, if you're going to build a tower, you sit down first and count the cost. You see if you have, amen, and you'll never, never be able to make it in life unless you make up your mind that it's got to be a man of God because after all, we're not building a shack, but we're trying to build a tower. Amen. We're trying to get from here to heaven. You got the Holy Ghost yet, son? You got the Holy Ghost. How long you had the Holy Ghost? Oh, God, I must come here, son. We're fixing to change your uniform. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. What's, what's your name? God bless John. Thank you. Amen. John, you've had a wonderful beginning, but you're just beginning to learn. Amen. You don't learn everything about God. But I want to tell you something, John. If you'll come to God's house and make up your mind, amen, I'm going to be in here and I'm going to try to learn everything I can of what it takes to be a good apostolic. I want to tell you what, John, you just didn't join any old church. In fact, you didn't join the church. You know, you can preach your guts out to people and sometimes they don't understand. I preached and preached. I had a lady that come about the third time and, and she come the other day. She come to me the other night. After I got through preaching and she said, Brother Spell, how do I join your church? I want to join. My God. Amen. How do you join? You don't join this church. You don't shake the preacher's hand. You don't turn over a new leaf. But you come in here, hallelujah, and you realize that you're a sinner. The Holy Ghost of God gets a hold of you. God begins to work on you. You see. But let me tell you what, John, you still got a long ways to go. You understand that. Just want to make sure that you understand, amen, that what this pastor is going to try to do, amen, the next few weeks and months and years is going to try to get you in a good uniform. And you're going to wear the uniform of the informed. Hallelujah. And all of a sudden, it'll be different when you, and you'll, you'll be proud if you want to use that word. You'll be so thankful. Oh Lord, how many glad you're one of them? <laughs> Thank God I can say I'm, I'm one of them. Thank you, Jesus. And so standards represent quality. You're going to, amen. You think you've been changed already and thank God for your start, but man, you wait till you really get this uniform on. Hallelujah. Amen. Wait till you're really looking like you're apostolic. Thank God. Takes a little time, but don't you worry. The man of God is going to be patient. That's not easy to be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. But one good thing about it, tribulation worketh patience. God, we've got enough of that, and that's why we're so patient. Hallelujah. Because we do have a lot of trouble. But thank God that you have come into this royal family. Read, Brother Purdue. You are what? Where, uh, first Peter or second Peter? doesn't make too much difference, but I don't know how it's... Uh, let's see. Where it's at. <laughs> yeah, it first Peter 2 and 9. You got that? 
Okay, but ye are chosen, ye chosen generation. A royal priesthood. A royal priesthood. And holy nation. Hey, that's what you are, John. You are what? Chosen a nation. generation. A royal a priesthood. royal priesthood. What? A holy nation. A holy nation. A peculiar people. Ooh, hallelujah. Amen. We're set apart from other right? people. We are a peculiar people. Right? We are born into a royal family. We don't dress like they dress down the street. We don't talk like they talk down the street. We don't go where they go down the street. But we are coming to a royal priesthood. Holy nation. Holy nation. Peculiar people. Now, I know right about now. Let me tell you what. I'm not going to do it, but Lord... If I turn this mic over this preacher right now, he could do some kind of preaching around here. Hallelujah. Amen. I know that. I know right where he said. I'm going to put it on you, friend. You'll be informed. And the more you know about this, the more you're going to be like him. For my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Hallelujah. Read. That ye should show forth the praises so forth the praises of him who has called you out, you out of darkness, darkness into his, his marvelous God wants a special people offering praises unto Him. Hallelujah. That's why even the Old Testament says, sanctify yourself. You are set apart. You're not like the rest of the people. And don't try to be like the rest of the people. Try to be apostolic. For standards represent quality. One hour I could take that, but we'll move on to the next one. Amen. I like this next one. Number two. One down and nine to go. Amen. <laughs> Everybody say praise the Lord. Thank you. The next one. Oh, I love this next one. Standards represent unity and should maintain uniformity. What I mean by that, read Romans 6 and 11. I'll read these verses. And 1 Corinthians 1 and 10. And I'll explain to you what I mean. Standards represent unity. And should maintain uniformity. Romans 6 and 11 says what? Likewise reckon ye also yourselves yes. Yes. to be dead indeed unto sin. Yes. But alive unto God alive. through Jesus Christ our Lord. And 1 Corinthians 1 and 10. Read that real quick. 1 Corinthians 1 and Now I beseech you, brethren. I beseech you, brethren. By the name of the Lord by Jesus the name Christ, of the Lord Jesus. That ye all speak the that same That ye all thing. speak. The same thing. And that there be no division. And there be no division. But that ye be perfectly joined perfectly joined together. In the same mind. In the same mind. In the same judgment. In the same judgment. Oh, you talk about powerful. Amen. I don't agree with this group out here that says that standards causes division. It does not. Standards brings us together. Standards represent unity. Right. I want to say amen. Amen. We just had a camp meeting in Baton Rouge. And it's made up of conservative brethren. And people coming from churches galore all over the country. And when you look out, guess what? Amen. About 99% of them look like they're apostolics. And that's the way it's supposed to be for standards represent unity. 
hallelujah, hallelujah. But sad to say, I've been to some meetings and you could tell they have never had anything preached to them about standards. They don't want it. One group looks like this and one group looks another way. Amen. And it brings nothing but confusion. Right. But I want to tell you what, amen, you better thank your God that standards does represent unity and should maintain uniformity. Praise God. And so what I'm saying, amen, that as you continue to grow, hallelujah, and this man of God continues to preach unto you, amen, you will always have new babes coming in. You understand that. But on the whole, most of us are going to look godly. Because standards are going to maintain unity and getting us to not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Hallelujah. Anybody want to be transformed? Transformation. Lord, how long could I stay there? But I've got to move on. Oh, it's so good. Hallelujah. Let me go to number three. Get me Second Corinthians 6 and 17. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and love the Lord while we Now, standards serve, number three, as a mark of distinction and helps to avoid association with people who are not Christian. Standards serve as a mark of distinction. Thank you, Jesus. You walk down the mall of your city, you ladies. And you are apostolic. Oh. <laughs> Hallelujah. I like that. Amen. You walk down the street. Just well, and, and, you know, you walk down the street. Amen. They'll look. After a while, they'll turn around look back. Amen. That's right. But I'm proud of my wife. Hallelujah. I'm not. Man. Y'all look in the mirror and see how much a monkey they look like. Amen. My God, look at it. You don't have to go to the zoo. Just go to the mall. In fact, I didn't even have to go to the mall. I could have stayed in the motel lobby yesterday morning. Rough-looking bunch, friend. Amen. I want to tell you, you better thank God that standards serve as a mark of distinction. Thank God. Read, Brother Purdue, what does it say? Hallelujah. And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? What agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. Ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them. Yes. And walk in them. Walk in them. And I will be their God. And I will be their they God. They shall be my people. They shall be my people. Wherefore, come out, come out from, among them, from among them. And be ye be separate, separate, saith the Lord. Let the Lord and touch, not, touch not the unclean thing. thing. And I will receive you. I'll receive you. My God, have mercy. Amen. How many glad that he brought you out? Come on, how many glad that you brought you out? I mean, stand and serve as a mark of distinction. Yeah. And let me tell you what, listen to me. And I know people have got to have family, and family is important. I understand that. But let me tell you what. Amen. When you get the Holy Ghost, sometimes your family doesn't understand what's happened to you. No. And you know, you go off, and there's nothing wrong with this. You've got to go off and at Christmas time, and they come over to your place, and you go over to their place, and I want to tell you what, I don't care how close you've been, if you have God, and they don't have God, there's a certain wedge that's there, and you just can't wait to get back to your real family. 
And that's the family of God. <laughs> Everybody said praise the Lord. I mean, I mean, that's just truth. That's just the way it is. God, praise God, praise God, praise God. There's no people like the people of God. Everybody said, well, don't want to go see my folks at Christmas. Go see them all you want. But when you get there, still remember that you're a child of God and that you are representing holiness and standard serve as a mark of distinction. Amen. And they may tell you how much they love you, but deep down in their heart, if they haven't got this what you have, there's going to be a little resentment that's going to be there. And you're going to see it, but thank God you stand tall and let your light so shine, thank God, and say, my real family is the people of God. Hallelujah. Let's love the Lord. Amen. Let's love the Lord. Let's love the Lord. Let's love the Lord. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Stand and serve as a mark of distinction. You're different. Let me tell you, in, in passing, a little story along these lines. Many years ago, uh, we've done everything to get people to church. Everything is legal. <laughs> Some things unlegal. <laughs> Just about. Amen. We've been accused of a lot of things. But anyhow, it was on a cold, rainy day. We were having a Sunday school country. Crazy thing that I for that. And the side that lost it was going to break the record over the preacher's head or something like that. My God, have mercy. I remember one contest we had, and, and I was so embarrassed. The side that lost, you had to, that was in our beginning, you had to put a, a dummy in the seat with you, you know, and carry that dummy. I felt so crazy, amen, driving up the bank, and there was an old dummy. I know what you're saying, two dummies, amen, but anyhow, amen. <laughs> and, uh, oh, God. But let me tell you what, my friend. If we're doing it for God, you know, it's so easy to have a critical spirit. And I've had people to criticize us for our Sunday school drives and all that. But I don't pay them a bit of attention. I just keep on doing what I know works. Everything don't work. Not the law, something will work. And the one thing, you can't do anything till you get them in the house. And so it was on a cold rainy day. This fellow was out knocking on doors and telling them what time the bus was going to be there at a certain time. She ran across a little blonde-headed girl. How old was Deborah Doug? About 12 years old, Deborah, at that time. And uh, Deborah come to church. And God is my witness. God filled her with the Holy Ghost, those 12-year-old girls who was baptized in Jesus' name. And uh, you would have thought it would have made her mother and family happy. But it didn't. My God, there was some upset. Amen. It was so bad that Deborah, several months later, had... Different ones. One of the sisters of the church took her in until she was growing up and got her job. And I remember she was working at uh, Don's Seafood. She was the, one of the better soup, seafood restaurants in town. She was the hostess there. And uh, she came to my office the day before camp meeting started. And the fellow and I was there. She said, I'm going to tell him right now that I'm taking off for camp meeting. I'm going to make this meeting. That was the last that I seen her alive. She went home. Thirty minutes later, we got the news, and I couldn't believe it. Thirty-two years old now. It had been twenty years that she's walked with God. Amen. Thirty-two years old. She had a heart attack. Climbing up the steps into her apartment and died. And he said, poor, poor Deborah. No, not poor Deborah. Poor family. Poor family. Hallelujah. 
Amen. That then they waited for us to make all the arrangements before they even showed up. They didn't want to have to put the bill. Amen. They all the families stayed away, but oh, the church was so glad to take up the money and go to that funeral home and get her a beautiful coffin. Hallelujah. Amen. And to this day, they still despise the fact. Amen. That she became an apostolic. But if you want to, you can do it, friend. You can have a made-up mind. If mama don't go, you gotta go anyhow! And if daddy don't go, you gotta go anyhow! You gotta make up your mind, I'm gonna be saved! Hallelujah, hallelujah! Stand and serve as a mark of distinction. Amen. And the world begins to see. Now of that, number four, standards reflect ownership and reflects the glory of God. Amen. Brother Purdue just read that. Thank God I know who I belong to. I know that I am not my own. I know that I have a master. I know that I am, amen, his son. Praise God. Aren't you glad that you belong to somebody? I'd rather belong to him than belong to the devil. The devil's a cruel taskmaster. Your friends will use you as long as you can be of service to them. The devil will do the same thing, amen, as long as you can buy the drinks, buy the cigarettes, amen, as long as you can throw the parties, you're somebody. But when your money's all gone, friend, he'll throw you away like a broken tool, and you'll be left there all alone. But let me tell you about my master, amen. Let me tell you about him I own too. I belong to, amen, when I've lost everything and I don't have a dime. And yea, though I walk through the very valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for he is with me, and he'll go with me all the way, even to the end of the world. That's what standards do, amen. They reflect the glory of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, number five, I've got so many scriptures here. You've got me covered? Thank God somebody's got me covered. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Let me tell you. Oh, I like this one here. I took the other night at home a little over an hour, and I own this very one. And I will not do that here, but I just want to tell you, Lord, how much. We won't go through all of them, but look here. Standards represent bonds of love and wholeness principles and draws attention to God. It represents bonds of love. Oh, God. Amen. It makes you love one another. Bonds of love. Hey, no man has seen God any time. Hallelujah. All these scriptures that I have today, amen. If a man says he loves God and, and hates his brother, you're not a Christian. You prove your love for God by how much you love one another. John, you've come into a great family. Don't know anything about your background. Don't know who your mother is, your father, your uncles, your aunts, and all your ten folks, and... Outlaws and everything else. But I want to tell you what. Amen. When you come in here, you got a new family. Hallelujah. And the longer you stay around here, the more you're going to want to love. Amen. God's people. Read, Brother Purdue. Hallelujah. We love Him. We love Him because He first loved because us. He first loved us. Hallelujah. How many glad He loved us? When we was out there in our sins, rotten to the core. Amen. Beloved, nobody would even want to write on the wall the things that we used to be. Right. Don't have to do it. 
tell you why you don't have to do it. Because when you come to Jesus, He put it all on the blood. And not only that, He forgave you, and He forgot about it all. So why should you be cast down? I've seen a, a terrible thing in the land. I've seen it after 40 something years of pastor. I've seen people, the pastor forgives them, the church forgives them, God forgives them, and they can't forgive themselves. Don't you ever live in the past and let the devil beat you down about your past? When you come in here with a new beginning, God is love. He loved you. He loved you when you didn't love yourself. Read it, brother. Hallelujah. Thank you. Beloved, let us love one let another. Let us love one another. For love is of God. Love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God. Everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth not. He that knoweth not God. Yes. He that loveth not knoweth not God. For God is love. For God is love. I don't want to forget that God is love. Standards represent bonds of love. It draws us together. Amen. When you meet one another on the street, in the mall, anywhere, there's something about that love of God that radiates from us that you're so glad to say, thank God, I'm one of them. Praise God. Amen. Brother Purdue, we'll have to move on. And uh, I have these... Uh, Scriptures, but I want you to study those this evening or sometime on bonds of love. Number six, standards reflect beauty of wholeness. Thank you. Beauty of wholeness. I like that. I mean, I love going to church. Glory. Isn't it good to go to church? Isn't it good to walk into God's house, see all these young people out here, amen, praying and seeking God? And then all of a sudden, Brother Purdue gets up with his little guitar and starts singing one of the songs of Zion. And all of a sudden, the presence of God begins to move through the audience. And every now and then, somebody feels a little goosebumps running up and down your spine. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. And then it's the beauty of wholeness. And it's a part of our worship. Nobody can worship God like real apostolics. The charismatics are trying to and they're making fools out of themselves. Amen. They just don't have it. Doesn't have that certain ring to it. Amen. Because they don't want none of this that I'm talking about today. Amen. All they want is their little tambourine and their little song and their little dance. But they don't want no pastoral authority. Amen. They don't want no one to tell them how they ought to live. Praise God, but that's all a part of it. And as a result, it is nothing but a sham. They're making a fool out of themselves. They do not know uniformity there. I, my church is two miles from the largest uh, charismatic church in the world. And uh, it is headquarters. That really has been headquarters for a lot of rain and, and uh, charismatics for years. And go by there on Sunday mornings and look at that bunch going to church. There's no uniformity there. My God, have mercy. Any old thing will do. Any old way will do. But I want to tell you, any old way won't do with this because there's such a thing as the beauty of wholeness. Read, Brother Purdue. Hallelujah. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto His name. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto His name. Bring an offering. Bring an offering. And come before Him. Hallelujah. Worship the Lord, the Lord in the, the beauty, beauty of holiness. Of holiness. <laughs> Psalms 93 and 5. Amen. Lord, isn't it good? My Lord. Isn't it good to know why we have standards? 
standards reflect the beauty of holiness. It's a part of our worship. Psalms 93 and 5, what do they say? Hallelujah. The testimonies are very sure. Holiness becometh sure. thine house. And holiness, O oh Lord, forever. Becometh thine house. <laughs> o oh Lord, forever. There's something about it. It's just, it's just beautiful when God's people get together and start worshiping and praising God. Psalms 27 and 4. Amen. We'll make one it. thing have one I thing desired have of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord, Lord all the days, days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord. What? To behold the beauty of the Lord. What did it say? To behold, behold the beauty of the Lord. Of the Lord. <laughs> I will beautify hey, thee. Hey, it's not our beauty, but it's His beauty. Hey. I said it's His beauty. Now, some of you will not agree with me at this at all. I mean, I have those timers. I know I got part of my old ten folks and my older folks. Amen. Some of you, they'll argue with you all day long about this, but the proven fact, the moon has no light of its own. It doesn't. It's a reflection of the glory, the light of the sun. No you try, and I'll tell you what, you have no light of your own. The church. <laughs> you try to do it alone, you don't even have it. You gotta have a Holy Ghost, friend. <laughs> oh God, we have no light. <laughs> but oh, hallelujah, His light reflected in us. And the only way in the world is gonna know Jesus when they see Jesus in you. Hallelujah. Come on! The world needs to see the light! And you know how they're going to see it? They're going to see it through you! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! A sin that's on the hill cannot be hid! To behold the beauty of the Lord. And what happens? And to inquire. To inquire in the temple. We don't. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord. Ring, ring, that. Don't stop. No, don't go so fast. Don't hurry up. <laughs> I'm going to get him back yet. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, oh, Lord. Come on, say praise the Lord. Stop the clock. Hallelujah. That will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, Amen. to behold you know, the beauty know. of the Lord. They're, they're, they're excuse me. I was preaching a meeting the other day. Brother Kudu was there a certain church in Louisiana. And I asked, it was 11 o'clock, they hadn't turned over to me yet. 11.15, they hadn't turned over to me yet. I looked at the past, I said, what time we? She said, 12 o'clock. We need 12, it's 11.15. Hallelujah. And I got a message I want to preach in. Hallelujah. So I get up and pay no attention to the clock. Right. Good. Amen. Don't do it today. Either. Amen. But uh, we'll do it today. Praise God. <laughs> I just want to tell you, I feel Holy Ghost here. <laughs> Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. To behold the beauty of the Lord. To behold the beauty of the Lord. And to inquire, inquire in the temple. temple. For in the time, in the of, time trouble, of trouble, he shall hide he's going to hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his in tabernacle. In the secret of his tabernacle. Shall he hide me? He shall set me he up. He shall set me up upon a rock. And now shall mine head be, my head be lifted up above man his man about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yes, I will sing, yes, I will sing 
saints of the Lord. Unto the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. My God, have mercy upon me. That's enough, that's enough, my Lord. Have mercy. Going too fast. Hallelujah. I just want to tell you, friend, amen, that he's the glory and he's the lifter of our head. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Hallelujah. My Lord and my God, when I come into your sanctuary, Lord, and he's the lifter of our head. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Hallelujah. My Lord and my God, when I come into your sanctuary, though all hell's against me, all my kinfolks is against me, everybody's against me. Amen. My flesh is against me. Amen. But I come in here, thank God, and I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people that have set themselves against me round about. For thou, O Lord, art a shield unto me, you the glory and the lift of mine head. John, I don't care how rough it gets out there. Let me tell you something right now. Amen. When you come to God's house, you always hold that head up. Amen. Don't ever bring your troubles, amen, and go through all your troubles in the house of God. When that man of God is preaching, you realize in your heart, hey, amen, Pastor Pat Purdue has something for me today. Amen. I'm going to leave this place with the victory. Beauty, 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 beauty of holiness. Praise God. Just something beautiful about it. He says, amen, he will lift you up above your knees. Thank you, Jesus. Set us on. Amen. Make our feet like Glory to God. High places. Yes, it's high places. Hallelujah. Make our feet like, amen, high feet. Sure footed. Won't be like that old preacher down in South Louisiana just first. Sorry, he didn't know what that scripture meant. He preached the whole sermon one night on that verse. Amen. He said, make our feet like hen's feet. You've got to get out there and scratch like an old hen. Amen. But that's not what it meant. They all shouted, man. They had church that night. <laughs> Amen. Pick the old hen out there, scratch it. That's what you better be, like that old hen. Amen. That's not what that's going to meant. Praise God. <laughs> Make you sure-footed. Make you in high places. Though all hells against you, you can still be a child of God. Amen. Amen. Though the fig tree don't blossom. Amen. No hurt in the stalls. Nectar's going to dry. Everything's going on. Amen. I'm still going to go to the house of God. And I'm going to still praise the Lord in the beauty of holiness. For he'll make my feet like high feet and set me up upon my high place. No matter how rough. Boy, I'm mad at the devil this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. He doesn't like the fact that these young men are sitting, these young ladies are sitting on this front row today. He'd much rather for them, amen, to be out there in the world some kind of junk today. But thank God we're made to sit together. In heavenly places. In Christ Jesus. Amen. Oh, thank God. Let's lift our hands and love Him. Love Him. Love Him. Thank God. Hallelujah. Standards. Number seven. Mark our course of direction. The journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. If you're not lining up today, the Word of God. All right. It's time to start today. Right now. Now's the time. I mean this morning. Now's the time for you to say, we're not playing games. Somebody prayed that this morning. Said, Lord, we're not playing games. And we're not playing games here today. We're trying to get to heaven. I'm trying to be kind as I know how and tell all of you that standards is a part of the book. You'll never have a strong church without standards. Everybody's not going to line up the standards, but most people will. Is that right? So somebody wants to be saved. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Standards mark our course 
of direction. Matthew 7, 13. Enter ye in at the straight gate. Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate. Wide is the gate. Broad is the way. Broad is the way. It leadeth to destruction. to destruction. Many there be. And many. Many. Many, many. Which go in there. We believe in end time revival. Let me explain that. Let me make that clear. We believe that as long as the church is here, God wants us to have a revival. But the masses are never going to be saved. The majority of people out there are going to die in this. That's Bible. And some folks cannot contend with this. Amen. They set their standards so they they set their goals so high that they cannot attain to it. And one of the major causes, let me say this today, put it right. One of the major causes in these last days of burnout with the ministry and leaders in the church is setting goals so high that they cannot attain to it. And then they throw up their hands and say, what's the use? It's good to have goals, but let's be reasonable when we set our goals. I told the brethren this morning, I, and, I, and I really believe this with all of my heart. Amen. I want to tell you what, in four years, this church has come a long, long ways. Everybody say amen? It's amazing. I mean, it's, uh, I was pleasantly, I heard that Brother Purdue's church, but I tell you what, I was pleasantly surprised coming here and teaching. When I walked in this place the Thursday night, the first night, this is an easy pulpit to preach at. You know that by now. I know it. Amen. These folks are preaching to death. <laughs> Hallelujah. And uh, that's because you've heard good preaching. People who have heard good preaching, they like to hear preaching. Is that right? The more you hear, the more you're going to want to hear. Amen. Hallelujah. That's so foolish. You know, young preachers, some of them don't didn't know back then. They said, well, amen. They said, I don't want to bring nobody in here or make me look bad. My God, that's foolish. Amen. I want to bring the very best. Amen. I want to bring people in that can out-preach me. Amen. Who cares? We're listening, amen, to try to get to heaven. Glory to God. I want to bring glory the very best to the glory of God. But it is a fact that any preacher who's been preaching for 40 something years, you walk in a pulpit, you can tell if the man of God's been preaching. Brother Purdue has been preaching to you. Come on, how many glad he's been preaching to you? Now, you may not understand him all the time. Amen. The man of God sometimes is the most misunderstood person in the world. But, amen. Let's be patient and work together for the furtherance of the gospel. Because one thing about it, amen. You may not approve of the method all the time, amen, but one thing about it, you can't find fault with what this man is trying to do. He is trying to establish a church in an area where some people don't believe fat meets greasy. Amen, amen. Everybody in Colorado, every Pentecostal church doesn't believe what this man believes. Amen. I happen to know that. Amen. When I went to Baton Rouge 36 years ago, first fellowship being I went to as a young preacher. I preached and after service one of the older men come to me and says, you will never, never build a church in Baton Rouge preaching what you preach tonight. Well, he shouldn't have said that. Because I was going to prove to him. He had a church. He don't have a church anymore. I left to see the day within ten years the doors on his church were shut. Amen. Because he he did not have no identity. He was trying to run with both crowds. 
trying to run with the liberals and trying to run with the conservatives. You can, you got to make up your mind what you want to be. Come on, you got to make up your mind what you want to be. If you want a good, strong, conservative, consistent, holy church, you found one in Greeley, Colorado. Come on, praise the Lord, and you ought to thank God for it. You found one in Greeley, Colorado. Hello, praise the Lord, and you ought to thank God for it. said we're gone yet. Hallelujah. I'm just hot. <laughs> Can I take my coat off, man? tell you, they're not going to discourage me. I've made up my mind a long time ago. I'm going to heaven. How many of you want to go? Praise God. It's a narrow way. It's restricted. What does Psalms 15 and 1 say? You have that book to do? Psalms 15 and 1. Everybody say praise the Lord this morning. Lord, Holy Ghost is in this room right now. I feel like there are people right now making some commitments around here. Amen. You made up your mind through things. Lord, who shall abide yeah, I just in thy tabernacle? Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy? Who year? is going to stay here? He that walketh upright. I don't want to be just a scaffolding on the building to stay here a little while, but I want to become a permanent part of the building. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the course of our God. I promise you, you stay around here, friend, and keep on getting this uniform worked on and getting cleaned up, hallelujah, and wear the uniform of the uniform that God carries ten years from now, you'll look back and say, oh, thank God, I'm so glad I stayed with the church of the living God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He that what? He that walketh uprightly. He that walketh uprightly. And worketh righteousness. righteousness. And speaketh the truth in his heart. Hallelujah. Number, number eight. Standard. I like to, you're going to need this. Standards determine our boundaries of security. Thank you, Jesus. And standards draw the line. Listen to what Proverbs says in 22 and 28. Proverbs 22 and 28. Oh, there's some security. Don't you feel secure when you're giving God's house? You know, you can feel oh, so down out there. Sometimes can't hardly find the way. But the psalmist said, I was down. As for me, my, he said, I just about had it. But he said, I went to God's house. And when you get to God's house, there's a certain amount of security that you can feel in here. If you're not going to find it, came out with a blue light special. Hallelujah. 
Amen. This is going to be different. What did it say, Brother Purdue? Remove not the ancient Lord, oh, which thy fathers have yeah. set. My Lord, my Lord. What a text. <laughs> Remove boundaries. We're not there there are people there are people in the Pentecostal movement today that's trying to they're doing everything in their power right now while I'm preaching in some churches to try to remove those landmarks. And they're making fun of us and saying those old timers, Amen. This is a new day. We gotta do it a new way. But as long as God gives me breath, I'm gonna stand wherever I go and tell them that the old past. The old past. The ancient landmarks. Amen. Amen. Some people are trying to change those landmarks. You said this is a new day and you've got to conform. And if you want to win souls, amen, you've got to be like they are. Amen. God forbid such a thing. Curse that kind of a spirit. We don't have to be like them. They need to be like us. God, hallelujah, remove not the entrance landmark. Fathers have set standards. Draw the line. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Number nine. Standards. Isaiah 59 and 19. Brother Purdue gets that. Standards serve as our armor of defense. Thank God. I'm glad that I have an armor of defense. Somebody is fighting my battles for me. Today, <laughs> read. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west, west. and His glory from the rising of the, the sun. sun. When the enemy shall, shall come, come in like, in a, like flood, a flood, the Spirit, Spirit of, the Lord of the Lord shall lift up, lift up a, standard a standard against him. him. How many glad you got the Holy Ghost to fight your battles? There's sometimes you don't know what to do and which way to go, but if you'll stand still and wait upon God and see the salvation of the Lord, I want to tell you, Amen. God will fight your battles for you. Do you believe he's concerned about you? How many of you believe that God is concerned about you? I'm, amen. God is concerned about you. Amen. He made the sun stand still one day. Amen. So a man of God should have the victory. And I want to tell you, amen, when you feel like that you can't go any further, just stand right where you at. Amen. And realize that you have an armor of defense. If God be for us, who can be of? When the enemy comes in like a flood. And that's what happens sometimes. Let me tell young converts, old converts, everybody. That's the way it is. When trouble starts coming, how many it just multiplies? It comes in like a flood. You don't know too much about that up here because your churches have never been flooded. But down home, oh God, how many times we've been flooded out. I'm a young man. I'm 65 years of age. You understand? I still feel young when I'm preaching. That's the only time. Amen. But, amen. 65 years old. I've been through two 500-year floods. I've been through 1,000-year floods. All in my lifetime. 2,000 years of floods. Amen. We've never seen so much flooding in all your life. We just built a new church in, in Port Allen, West Baton Rouge, years ago. And here come the flood. I mean, it's in, the water starts coming in. What did I do? Amen. They called the radio station, put me on the station. Amen. Nothing to do but cry. You look around. Amen. Over here, the water starts coming Carpet starts getting wet. Keeps on rising. I couldn't believe it. It rained 11 inches in just a few hours the other day.
carpet starts getting wet. Keeps on rising. And I couldn't believe it. It rained 11 inches in just a few hours. The other day, the other day, it started raining in South Louisiana. And, uh, they started off, it rained six inches. And, uh, it's kind of funny. They had people there from all over the country to tell the people what to do in case of an emergency, in case of a hurricane. And while they're preparing for a hurricane, sometime the way a cold front comes in and moves, hits that front there in the gut, and lo and behold, it rains in one night 18 inches. That's unheard of. There is a thousand year flood. Water is up. And they said it will be a thousand years before this happens again. That's what you think. The next night it rained 12 inches in Slidell, and water is eight feet in homes. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's the way it is with the devil. He starts attacking you. Don't believe that? Brings old pills this morning. He'll tell you. Hey Amen. You lose this and you lose that. And I mean, just about the time you think you get your head up, somebody else brings some sad news. Well, the devil likes to bring sad news. Sometimes your own family likes to bring sad news. I hate to tell you know how they'll come around. I hate to tell you this. And all the time, deep down in their heart, they just can't wait to tell it. You know what I mean? hate to tell you this, but deep down, oh, we're so glad. <laughs> That's the way the devil is. Hallelujah. Amen. But I want to tell you what, when the enemy comes in like a flood from all directions, then the Spirit, <laughs> hallelujah, the Spirit of the Lord, the Holy Ghost, will start working for you. When you can't work for yourself, stand still. Let the Holy Ghost do it. God knows how. I said, God knows how. Anybody identify what I'm preaching this morning? God knows how. He knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation. Out of temptation. Praise God. And he knows how to take care of those people that's against you out there. But let me tell you this. Praise God. I got good news for you. Praise God. That when the enemy comes out like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord Let's just stand it. And the, your greatest enemies, the people that hate you the most today, you keep on walking with God. And just keep on walking with God. And just keep on walking with God. And when a man's ways pleases the Lord, eventually it makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Ah. I tell you, devil. I tell you, devil. Amen. You're on the losing side. <laughs> We're talking around here about forces that win. I just want to serve notice from the devil. You're on the losing side. There's no way you can win. I, I've done read the last chapter in the book. I know where you're headed. <laughs> Amen. I know what's going to happen to you. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I also know that they, amen, that walk uprightly. Hallelujah. And will live for God. Hallelujah. Oh, Romans 8 and 1 says, There is therefore now, right now, this morning, no condemnation, amen, to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. You may not be all the way there yet, John. Hallelujah. Pardon me for picking on you today. Hallelujah. That's all right. You've got to learn how to take preaching. You understand? Perfect peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. The preacher walks up to you and tells you it's time for a trim. You'll say, it's time for a trim. You're looking for trim. Hallelujah. We have a barber in the house. Hallelujah. 
Oh, you'll run him off. You ain't going to run people off that love God. No now, you're doing it in the right spirit, you know. Amen. That's very, very important. But people can realize when the man of God is sincere. Lord, I believe we've got some sincere people here today who are wanting to go to heaven. Oh, God, i got so much more to cover today, but there'll be another day. Hallelujah. I don't want to pick on the ladies, but let me just tell you today. Standards testify, number 10. Amen. Standards testify to the world whose side you're on. Praise God. First Peter 3 and 5. Amen. Read it. For after this manner in the old, old time. time. Everybody say old time. The yeah. holy women holy also. Women also. Who trusted in God. Who trusted in God. Adorned themselves. Adorned themselves. Being in subjection, subjection unto their own husbands. Read on. Hallelujah. You want to read on? Yeah. No. Even as he's trying to get me in trouble. <laughs> hey, friend, I've been around this long enough. <laughs> Hallelujah. Even as Sarah uh, obeyed Abraham. Keep on, hurry up. Calling him Lord. Oh, yes, 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 yes. My God. Amen. Whose daughters to... ye are. Yes. As long as ye do well. As long as you do well. And are not afraid Jesus. with any amazement. Oh, Jesus. Let me tell you. Let me tell you, sister, something. You know, we have been accused through the years of being clothesline preachers. We've been accused of picking on the ladies. That's not true. That's not true. Amen. What's good for one is good for all. When we teach our ladies that they ought to have long hair, which they should. Amen. Scissors are not to go into your hair. Your hair is given to you for a covering. You dishonor your head if you come to church and pray. Amen. Unless you have a covering. And that covering is your long hair. We all know that. But also we tell the men they ought to have a haircut. I'm being easy on John today because he's looking for Bob. Everybody say praise the Lord. Amen. Listen. What does the Bible say about this? But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ. And the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Christ is God. Every man praying or prophesying, having his head covered, dishonors his head. But every woman that prayeth or prophesieth with her head uncovered, dishonors her head, for that is even all as if she were shaven. For if a woman be not covered, let her also be shorn. But if it be a shame for a woman to be Shorn or shaven, let her be covered. For a man...